All right, good evening to everybody. Good evening to everyone in Sharks territory, all of my San Jose Sharks fans, my fellow San Jose Sharks fans out there. Uh, not the result we wanted here in San Jose on opening night, but nonetheless, um, you know, Sharks hockey is back. So let's uh, react to tonight's action. And of course, let's cover all of the awesome festivities that went down in San Jose, California. This evening, as the San Jose Sharks hosted the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, for their first game of the 2023-24 NHL season. Uh, so, let's dive right into it, why don't we? On the late night edition of Shark City Unfiltered. It happened. It happened. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I'm Aaron James. Welcome to the late night edition, the last word in Sharks territory, and of course, the number one twenty, the number one trending stream in Sharks territory. That is Shark City Unfiltered. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, let's be honest. It's not the result we all were hoping for. For some of you out there, it was probably exactly what you were anticipating, probably even validating some of your claims all offseason. Um, but we'll jump into all that in a minute. First, I want to say thank you all for joining me on a very late night edition here. Um, as I mentioned previously during the exhibition season, when it comes to week nights, especially game days, Kind of sounds like an oxymoron there. Um, we are going to get together rather late because, hey, like most of you out there who are in attendance today at the Shark Tank, you know, most of y'all just barely getting back to the pad, maybe even getting some grub, finally getting able to chill and relax and, um, you know, reflecting on tonight's action as I am here. Uh, so, um, you know what? First and foremost, I just want to say, even though the score is, you know, it, it doesn't really, in my opinion, the score doesn't really reflect the action that went down on the ice. Um, but hey, it is what it is. It sounds like Sharks didn't secure a victory. It was really, really freaking close, man. Um, let's get into all the, might as well. Let's just Let's just cover the game first and then I'll, end tonight's program on some positive notes, right? So, yeah, let's just do that. All right. So, uh, San Jose Sharks lost to the Vegas Golden Knights at the score 4-1. to one. Um, As you can see, Vegas Golden Knights. So, the one thing that kind of stood out despite, you know, um, the game being really close, it was neck and neck for like almost 40 whole minutes. Um Let's just go into the stats really quick, and then I'll give you my first person account from being in attendance. I'm not too sure what you all seen during the live broadcast, so um, I'll be peeking at that while I'm delivering the show as well. 
But uh, let's start off with the stats. The San Jose Sharks put up 23 goals on, uh, excuse me, yeah, I wish, 23 shots on goal uh, compared to Vegas 32. Uh, they were solid in the face-off. They won 55.4% of the face-offs. Uh, none of the none of the uh, power play units for both teams were able to find the back of the net while they had the man advantage. So uh, penalty kills was a plus for us. Um, you see that there was seven penalty minutes for the Sharks committed. Um, 19 hits, 17 block shots. Those block shots, those block shots started to started to pile up in that third period for sure. Um, for Vegas, they had nine penalty uh, penalty minutes, and um, you know, 10 hits, 10 block shots. Um, honestly, if you're wondering why the uh, penalty minutes are so high, there was a nice little uh, scrum to begin the game. Uh, we might as well just talk about that really quick. So. Uh, Caliburos, man, what a freaking hit, right? Am I right? What a freaking hit. Um, Man, all right, you know, I'll I'll do my best to do this in chronological order here. So the Southie Sharks, right, they really did a great job of staying in the game. Vegas was was really pouring on the shots early on. Um, They definitely were out, out shooting the Sharks, but the Sharks made a game out of it, and they found a way to find the back of the net and have it a one, one game uh, going into the second period, but back to that hit. So the momentum, I think, okay, so my bad. I know I'm kind of going back and forth here. Uh, so David Quinn, right? He was on KNBR a couple of days ago um, talking about the team, talking about the excitement, talking about having to, you know, um, you know, having to go against some of the toughest teams in the league to start off the season. It's not ideal, obviously, and uh, there's this quote that he had that I want to share with you that I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, he said, to me, if I'm a player, what better way to start the season than to play at home against the defending Stanley Cup champions? That's why you play this game. And if you're hiding from these types of challenges, then we got the wrong people here, right? So, uh, you know, the attitude and and ev- everything, like everything was aligned. Everything was aligned. I mean, the Sharks were bringing it. The physicality was there. Anthony Duclair laid some hits. A lot of guys are laying the body today. Um, and as a matter of fact, let's bring that. Let's let's bring this back up here so we can see some of the stats. Uh, so as you can see, uh, Anthony Duclair had three hits. Uh, Luke had two hits. Giovanni Smith had four hits. Even Tomas Hurdle was getting on the action, laying two hits. Um, Defensively, you know, Kyle Burroughs, which we're about to get into, you know, he's the only one kind of like, you know, showed showed up. Um, you know, four hits, including that first one. Oh man. Uh well, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was a really it was the only one that really stood out, especially at the tank. Uh Kyle Burroughs just laid out, laid out a Vegas uh golden knight. As a matter of fact, it kind of ignited um a fight, right? But um Kyle Burroughs put a big hit on Michael Amadio. So, uh, you know, that kind of ignited Keegan Colsar. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and, you know, they had they had themselves, they had themselves a tilt. Um, 
to me, it seems like Colesar was kind of like the height advantage, at least, you know, with the skates laced on. And, um, you know, it just kind of seemed like he had the leverage, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was just because he was grabbing, you know, a hold of that jersey and, you know, like bringing him down. But in all honesty, um, it didn't really matter whether or not the Sharks, like, you know, like it didn't matter whether or not the Sharks player actually landed on top of him at the ice. Um, but yeah, I mean, they started off with some clean, both of them simultaneously hit each other with the uppercut, like in a game of UFC, you know what I'm saying? Um, but Colsar, he just, he had himself, he, he was able to really just lock up Burroughs left, um, arm via grabbing the Jersey near the shoulder. And, um, he was able to, you know, get some kind of cleaner, um, shots kind of put him in a little headlock to drag him toward the ice and threw some wild punches that didn't really connect. But when they, when they first, when both of those two players first uh, like met up with each other to, you know, start swinging, they just both hit each other simultaneously with an uppercut. And I mean, it got the place rocking. So again, sounds like sharks, in my opinion, they had the momentum early. And they, they had it often. Um, <sighs> speaking of the guy who got cracked, <laughs> uh, he was the first one to put, you know, he was the first one to light the lamp in San Jose for Vegas. Um, so, you know, Vegas had a one, a one goal lead um, with like 15 minutes, 25 seconds to the first. Zadina answered back and scored, excuse me, and tied the score. Uh, one one with um, a little bit late in that first 17 minutes 48 seconds with a nice wrist shot um i'll be honest with you okay so while i'm at the game and i'm on you know and i'm tweeting or posting on x or twitter whatever you want to call it um you know my stats might be a little off all right so thank you to all the followers of shark city hockey for you know being bold enough and um you know letting me know uh correction so you know happy Happy fingers, big thumbs, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think I tweeted out it was like Henry Thrun's first NHL career points, but it was supposed to be the first points of the season, being a primary assist to Philip Zadina's goal. Obviously, um, that also was not correct. Hurdle, I believe, had that primary assist, but nonetheless, uh, you know, when you're in the moment and you're in the game and you're feeling it, you're going to have a little bit of discrepancy. So, all that to say is thank you to everybody in Strax territory for you know pointing it out. And uh, correct me, I really appreciate it. And um, you know, just just kind of uh, you know, not come to expect um, the information to be wrong, but you know, just cut cut me a little slack. You know, I'm in, I'm in the tank, and I'm you know I'm feeling the vibe, and um, you know I don't have the broadcasters in my ear or the you know the broadcast live in front of me to to aid my vision. I just have what I you know what I can see on the ice. Uh, in that moment, but nonetheless, uh, you, you all got the point. Hurdle and Thrun got the assist. Zadina got the goal, his first goal as a San Jose Shark. So anybody who had uh, Philip Zadina scoring, um, you know, first for the uh, season, then uh, congratulations, right? Um, per at Shark Stats on X, uh, Philip Zadina being 23 years old. 319 days on top of that is the youngest non-rookie to score a goal in his first game with the San Jose Sharks. 
So, um, you know, there's another one of these newest, uh, new additions that is already having an impact on the ice. Uh, super excited to see, uh, you know, what these guys are able to do Saturday night. Uh, moving along here. So, again, that first period, man, that first period was solid. Okay, I'll be real with you, you know, it was really about momentum and the Sharks were uh, you know, they they had the momentum. They were keeping it a very balanced game. Um, so back to what I was trying to say earlier. I know I kind of jumped all over the place with David Quinn, head coach David Quinn, being on KMBR. Uh, he was talking about, you know, on KMBR, how, you know, the Shark Tank used to be one of the toughest places to play in the league. And one of the first things, like the first, your primary objective for any visiting club is to take the fans out of it. So I'm telling you right now, the shark tank was packed and that was a beautiful thing to see. Everybody came through. Um, it was a sellout crowd. We were into the game. Everyone was honestly, I think we're helping uh, carry our sharks and <sighs> we're going to move along here. Cause I don't want to spend too much time on this, on this L, but um, long story short, what really, what really did it for us was that second period. Okay, so as I mentioned at the top of the program, uh, the San Jose Sharks did not score on the power play. But what really stuck out was that second power play opportunity in which the Vegas Golden Knights were able to like just keep it within our zone while we're shorthanded. They had it deep behind the goal line, and. At one instant, I don't know who it was. Let me see if I could catch it on a live broadcast. It doesn't matter. Forget Vegas. Back to the point. Um, like one of their guys, you know, I think I think I should do due diligence here. But one of their guys was just like, like keeping the puck away from like three sharks uh, skaters. All right. So what's that to say? All I'm trying to get at this point is. I'm beginning to wonder if, you know, I know we're going with five forwards or four forwards on the power play, but I'm beginning to wonder if that's going to come back to bite us because, you know, we could have definitely used some quality defenders on that second uh, power play opportunity when the Golden Knights were essentially like playing keep away. One player, one player playing keep away from freaking three Sharks players. I mean, insanity anyways it is what it is i ain't trying to sound like you know complaining or whatever but um back to the point um i'm beginning to wonder you know like will that influence david quinn i mean it's only one game so let's not overreact here right but i felt like you know that's kind of what you get when you don't have like true defensemen on that blue line you know what i'm saying so um, I mean, that's all, all That's all I'm going to really spend on that. Um, okay, so let's just uh, go along here because I know a lot of people here in Sharks territory, you know, if you're an East Coast fan, it's practically 3 in the morning. And if you're here on the West Coast, San Jose, it's already midnight, being uh, Friday morning at this point. I know some of y'all probably got uh, still got to finish the work week. So um, let me try to power through this game and then end it on some positive notes here. All right, so let's just expand the stats here one more time. So, you know, moving along. Um, so, yeah, and, um, you know, goaltending is going to be one of the biggest questions. I honestly thought Capo Kakinen had himself a very solid uh, first period. So shots on goal per period, since we're talking about goaltending here, was uh, 13 shots on goal compared to six 
for San Jose Sharks. So 13 shots on goal for the Vegas Golden Knights compared to six. Yet we were able to find the back of the net and enter the first intermission with the one-one tie. Okay, so I mean, in my opinion, things were looking good. The Sharks were in the game. The crowd is in the game. Um, Vegas, they were trying to take us out early, and they almost did with that late goal, but we we bounced right back in, and you know the crowd was feeling it. We really were. Uh, the second period, it was solid. It was nine shots on goal per team, okay? And again, you know, outside of like that poor power play performance from the Sharks, especially that second opportunity where they couldn't freaking advance the puck out of their own zone, even though they had three... Sh- even though they had the man advantage and they had three Sharks players surrounding one Golden Knight, this guy was like finessing us. <laughs> Anyways, um, so why 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 am I um, bringing that up? Because if you're at the tank, right, that right there was really when the game started to kind of slip away from San Jose, and the tank and the crowd started to get a little bit deflated. All right, so um, why am I why why am I um, kind of like? spend a lot of time on this power play, the second power play opportunity, because I feel like that was the turning point of the game. It really was. Um, I think that gave a lot of momentum to the Vegas Golden Knights. And then, you know, all H-E double hockey sticks breaks out with freaking like, uh, what is it? One... I mean, if you want to count the third period, you're talking about within the matter of four minutes, all right? Three goals surrendered. Um, So, yeah. Um, The two goals in like the last like, like, like 90 seconds practically of that second period was, uh, it was deafening. It was. It, It definitely kind of like uh you know took a little air out of the building and then um to start off that third period with um you know that last goal because you know the sharks lost four to one um yeah you know it was just an uphill battle i mean the sharks never really got back into the game after that it seemed after that second um excuse me after that third period goal that it was practically just you know puck control and keep away and dumping you know and dumping the, the puck deep into the shark zone for the golden Knights. I mean, it was pretty much, you know, it, it was, it was pretty much their game to like lose. And I was begging for a five minute major. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and again, that third period shots on goal. If you look at it, I mean, uh, the biggest golden Knights had 10 and the sharks had eight. So even though they were outshot in that first period, the Sharks stood in that game. As David Quinn said, you know, he was very happy with how the guys played the first 38 minutes, but yeah, um, all it took was four minutes of, unfortunately, you know, Capo Kakinen, who ended the night with 24 saves on 28 shots. And, um, you know, that's the thing about, excuse that's the thing, excuse me, 28 saves on 32 shots. So see, that's the thing about I've been noticing about NHL.com is that when they have their shots on goal per period. Oh yeah, there it is. Never mind. Okay. So yeah, my bad. I was kind of talking out loud there. Uh, so yeah, save percentage of 0.875. It's just not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights, 
A lot of people were not expecting the Sharks to win this game. I was hoping they they were. I honestly thought they had a chance. That was the Sharks game to lose, and that's exactly what happened. That's how I'm going to wrap it up. Because, um, again, let me just go over the stats one more time. Uh, the shots on goal, with the exception of that first period, were pretty much solid. So the 13-6 to six in the first period, the differential is why you get a 32 shots to 23 shots differential. So the biggest goal of the Knights having 32 shots on goal and the San Jose Sharks having 23. Um, you know, what? I was really hoping that they had Aiden Hill in net, but maybe it would have not even mattered. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, being a Sharks fan, it would have been nice to see Aiden Hill get, get smashed on <laughs> in the, uh, in the game uh, here in San Jose, but you know, it is what it is. We're not going to let the Vegas golden Knights, you know, uh, spoil, you know, the entire weekend, the Soundy Sharks are going to be right back at it Saturday night for Los Tiburones night. And I assume Mackenzie Blackwood will get the start. So Sharks will have an opportunity. Sharks fans will have an opportunity to see, uh, you know, what this, the other attendee could, you know, bring for our club. Anyways, uh, my fault. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, I think they should reconsider the five or four forwards on the power play because, again, that second power play, I think that's when we really lost the game. When we weren't, It wasn't that we weren't able to, to score on the power play. It was the fact that we weren't even able to, like, really, like, move the puck out of the zone, let alone get it off of one of the guys, uh, one of the Knights' uh, tape, right, of the stick. So, all right. Um so it is what it is. All right. Sharks lost. And there it is. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll chalk it up at that. So now I want to talk about some positives here. Okay. If you were in the Bay area and if you were especially here in downtown San Jose, okay. If you're in the Bay area and you're in South Bay in San Jose, the shark tank was a place to be tonight. All right. I don't care whether we won or lost. It was amazing atmosphere. Almost brought a tear to my eye to see that place sold out it really was um man i really hope that this continues to be a trend throughout the season i know the sharks are not projected to go the distance they're not even projected to be you know top of their division a lot of these projections are Bottom of the league, which I think is ridiculous. As a matter of fact, um, Drew Mendes said it best. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there who are kind of like, you know, talking. And, you know, let's see what they're saying at the end of the season. Because um, I think the Sharks really, again, it's just one game. And I'm not going to, you know, falter and lose faith. I really think that the San Jose Sharks have what it takes to be competitive. If you don't believe me, just watch this game again. Honestly, I'm not going to put this on Kapokakinen, but <clears throat> I really wish he made some of those saves, man. Uh, those two goals and those two goals in those last couple of minutes in that second period really just kind of gave the game away, in my opinion. So it is what it is, you know. It's um, you know, it, it's a it's a twenty man game, right? It's a team game, so um, you can't just put it all on the goaltender. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, so back to the cool stuff, all right? So uh, the Sounds of the Sharks had a really awesome, um, like, pregame everything, okay? So they had the food festival that we talked about in our previous episode when we were talking about the opening night roster. And, um, you know, they had some cool, like, 
uh, murals painted there. I hope that they have those murals again because they kind of were styled as Los Tipperones. You know, they had like a little low rider going down and whatnot. Um, so I am hoping that we see those again, whether it's outside a tank or inside a tank. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, it was really, uh, really fun at here. There was so many people there. Uh, a lot of people showed up just for the festival. That was cool. Um, but what was really awesome. Okay. Was the Flatliners live performance. Uh, that new song they debuted for the San Jose Sharks or that, that was made specifically for the San Jose Sharks. It was, that was great. It was pretty, it was, it was awesome. Um, as I told my uh, significant other here, it's like, um, you know, I went to see a hockey game and you came to see a concert because they were jamming out during the first intermission, which was also awesome. Um, again, this was the place to be in San Jose. And regardless of the loss, like, you know, you could take, you could, like, honestly, the San Jose Sharks, they had themselves a really bad, we'll, we'll round it up and say they had themselves a really bad five minutes that just, happened to go down between you know the last couple of moments of the second frame and the first couple of minutes in that third frame of the game but other than that it was competitive it was it's exciting uh, it was physical the sharks were definitely controlling the temple at some point until it got away from them right so i like what i see i really do um there was a lot of opportunities there that we just we had a lot of opportunities to put the puck in the net that it just, you know, whatever it may be, the, uh, you know, the physics of the game, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, just the puck didn't go, you know, bounce our way or, you know, we didn't connect on a couple of passes, but it is what it is. Um, that again, um, the shark tank just being filled hands was amazing. And I really hope that um, shows shows up again on Saturday night. All right. Um, let's see. So I'm going to go to my notes here really quick. So that right there is kind of like my impromptu um, delivery there. So um, let's see. Oh, by the way, if you want to catch some of that, um, some of those, some of the clips from the intermission, you could do so by following us on uh, social media at Shark City Hockey. That's on X, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and YouTube, of course. So, yeah, um, it was, it, I mean, there was the Flatliners playing the original song for the Sharks, then followed by the introduction of, you know, the 2023-2024 San Jose Sharks with the whole light show on the ice. I mean, everything was on point. As far as the entertainment, you know, as far as entertainment value goes, uh, we definitely got our money's worth in San Jose. Um, I really wish I had some of these videos uh, lined up to show you. Maybe I'll do it on the next program. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow morning. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, as I said, just got back from the game, kind of settling in. I know a lot of you are also settling in. If, and if you're awake right now watching, then that's what's up. Let's talk some Sharks hockey. And you can do so by chatting on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, drop a comment in the comment section. You know, we can talk Sharks hockey together. But uh, I just want to go over some of the uh, some of the uh, cool things from earlier today. So the San Jose Barracuda announced that they, for the first time in franchise history, they're going to have some games televised on NBC. On, first of all, they're going to have some games televised, period. Uh, they will be on NBC Sports California on December 9th against the Henderson Silver Knights and January 9th 
against Ontario, and then January 26th against Calgary. Obviously, these are the AHL clubs. So, I mean, the hockey scene is definitely growing. As a matter of fact, they open up their season, the CUDA, tomorrow night at the Reef. So, you know, be sure to check out that game. They announced that Patrick Marlowe is going to do the uh, opening puck drop or the opening uh the ceremonial puck drop my bad to um you know for the opening face off so um you know if if you didn't get you know if your cup wasn't filled with hockey today you could definitely do so tomorrow night at the reef for the barracuda and again this weekend at the um at the shark tank where the uh, san jose sharks are going to be taking on the colorado avalanche so, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a fun night. Um, you know, the food vendors out there, you know, Rosario's tacos, Lazetta soul food, cookies and cream, Akita sushi, Jojo's hot chicken, Grazilla's, the cookout fire and slice and twister food truck were all there. Um, you know, that went down between four and seven. Um, and then, you know, I know on the live broadcast as I'm peeping it now, a lot of you just kind of seen like, you know, the final strums, final beats of the flatliners, but that song, that song was dope. It really was. It was better than what I was expecting, to be honest with you. And I really wish the Sharks could make that a regular thing, man. Even if it's a local band, an upcoming band, that is what's up, man. That's a vibe. It really is. To have a live band in the tank during intermission and during the you know the pregame, that's what's up. Anyways, so the Sharks went all out today for opening night, and I got to give them that. Um, but yeah. I know, I know a lot of you out there spent, <laughs> you know, you spent the whole entire offseason talking down the Sharks, saying they're going to suck, they have no talent, worst defense ever. Even some of you even went as far to say is this like there's a cultural problem within the organization, right? And now these same people, of course, you know, they're trying to collect clout from fans, acting like you know they're so stoked for Sharks hockey. But I'm telling you right now, I genuinely am stoked for Sharks hockey, and I'm not going to let this one loss, um, you know, uh, you know. Um, make me, you know, believe anything else. I think the Sharks will be contending again for perhaps a wild card spot. And I'm proud of these guys. I really am. I mean, think about it, right? There's a lot of new faces. Giovanni Smith was in the lineup. Uh, Philip Zadina, um, Ruda. I mean, I could go on and on, right? I mean, <sighs> anyways. So to see them play that well together, even though, you know, for that five minutes of hockey where it all kind of just slipped away from them, to see this group of players play that well together against championship caliber hockey team, I got to say, the future's looking good. And I don't mean future as in like 2024, 25, 26. I'm talking about like this season. Um I honestly think that, again, if the Sharks were able to handle on that power play, they didn't even have to score on that second power play. If they were able to just, you know, generate some more chances and keep the puck out of zone and keep it off the Vegas Golden Knights stick, you know, when they had the man advantage and they have like one guy like handling, you know, like, uh, you know, deking and finessing three Sharks players, that is what really, I think, set the tone. It really did. Um, and that's where it started to slip from them. But bottom line is, like you know, had a couple of those shots wit and you know to the, into the net for the San Jose Sharks, then you know we'd be talking about a whole different outcome here. Obviously, that goes without saying. 
but um i don't I don't know if you all try and get what I'm, if you all understand what I'm trying to say here, but I personally believe that uh the sharks played a really really good game today um they were able to hang with the Vegas Golden Knights and to say, and, and you know, again, that third period, it was just kind of like a lackluster. It was kind of like deflating uh, more so e- even before the period began. Like it was, it was that last two minutes in the second period that kind of like, you know, um, sealed the deal for Vegas. And then, uh, you know, they just, I don't even want to say the analogy, but essentially, you know, they put it away in the first couple minutes of that third period. So just five minutes or so, right? Just five minutes. If the Sharks could have just played five, if they could just played hockey better or or better hockey for five, for those five more, for those five minutes in which the game slipped away, then, you know, you're talking about maybe um, earning the point, which I know some of you out there is like, no, no more points, no more one points for losing in overtime or shootouts. No, you know what? We want to go, you know, we, you know, we're watching take it on after one freaking game anyways. Um, but Hey, the sharks, they look good. You know, I don't know what you've seen on TV. I'm not too sure what you heard on, on sharks audio network, but I'm telling you right now in person, the sharks looked good. Um, unfortunately, you know, the goaltending just kind of wasn't there for us. And the team just kind of like l- let the ball drop. Um, you know, f- for like the worst times, right? Like a couple of minutes. And I know I'm kind of saying the same thing over and over here again, but I'm telling you, man, the Sharks looked good. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know what y'all, um, how y'all feel about the Sharks um, going into Saturday night against the Avalanche. Let me know what your predictions are. I'm not going to spend too much time Um you know, over, you know, kind of like going over this game because again, it's late and I appreciate y'all spending some time with me here to, uh, you know, reflect and react to game one of the 2023, 24 season. Um, a couple of people who follow us on social media, were talking about how nice it is to see the sounds of sharks uh, play with um, a crowd. And I'm telling you, it was nice. And it was nice to be a part of that crowd. So uh, looking forward to, you know, showing up and, you know, cheering on my, my team, our team, um, for game two, I honestly think that it's going to have a better outcome. Um, we'll see if Mackenzie Blackwood more than likely is going to get the start in net, and if he does, we'll see if he'll be able to maybe add a little bit more, um, a little bit more stability for us. But I'm telling you, man, the Saudi Sharks—they look good. They look good. Um, just just five minutes in which they didn't, and that's all it took for them to lose that game. All right, so more um, some more news here. Okay, so uh, Kevin LeBanc was a healthy scratch again. <laughs> oh man, I know some of you are thinking like, "Hey, uh, what's going on, Banker? Why, why is he staying?" Uh, I know a lot of you are saying like, "It seems like this is the same thing year after year." Um, according to um, David Quinn, you know he got to camp a little late. Um, so he's kind of catching up and I quote, he's a little bit behind, but we had a good conversation today. So he knows what he needs to do. Just continue to play with a little bit higher pace, a little bit more edge, a bit more well-rounded game. All right. 
So I said this on the last show, you know, here's the, here is like this right here. Okay. This game is a, is a prime example of why we need captain Couture to be in the lineup as soon as possible. And some updates on that, unfortunately. Um, oh man, we miss our captain. We could have used him today. Honestly, if Couture is in the lineup, I think we may have had a chance to actually win this game. Um, so yeah, Redding Shimmick, Jacob McDonald, Nikita Ohotuk are all, um, were also injured. So they were, um, introduced while on the bench wearing, you know, their Thursday night best and their tux. And, um, yeah, from last I heard, Couture is kind of like, seems like there's going to be a little bit more time a little bit more time um, added on to his absence. So I don't expect him to be in the lineup on Saturday night either. Um, and speaking of leadership, the sounds of these sharks, I was wondering, I asked this, I asked uh, Curtis Pashelka this, not personally, I just asked, you know, I commented on Twitter or X, pardon me, um, asked if, you know, the sounds of these sharks are going to go three alternates while, you know, the captain was out. And um, today Curtis Pashelka tweeted out that the sharks are not, adding any more alternate captains. So Ferraro and Hurdle will don the A's. I think a lot of us feel like Luke Cunning deserves an A, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, patiently, patiently awaiting the return of um, of Logan Couture because I'm telling you, we need our captain, all right? He has him and Hurdle, obviously, you know, having the most time with the Sharks, are the leaders, but Logan Couture, in terms of you know franchise leader for points against this the squad, now he's the man. And not having him, not having him in the lineup tonight, I think, um, you know, I think that right there could have been another um, outside of the outside of you know that second power play outside of the uh, unfortunately that poor goaltending for you know those five minutes, and then overall the team just kind of like dropping dropping the puck or losing the puck in the, you know, those five minutes. Um, yeah, it, it deflated the building. It took the crowd out. And I think that was a mission. The crowd got taken out and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really, there's really nothing, nothing else to add to that. So let me see here really quick. I want to try to play this audio here. Uh, this is David Quinn talking about um, the youngsters on the Sharks tonight. Yeah, I mean, they had their good moments, and then they had their youthful moments, which is going to happen, and that's, you know, you're just going to live with it. The one thing I like about it is all three of them were competing, and, you know, that's all we're asking. You know, they compete, and they'll be able to play through some of their growing pains. What do you think of Zadina? Zadina was pretty good. I thought he had a good night. Obviously, the goal was... Uh, I'm sure going to do wonders for his confidence, but you know one of the things he's given us since he's been here is an honest effort, and you know that's all you can ask for. All right, so you know it's just one game, right? This isn't an after party, unfortunately. It's the aftermath because we lost, but nonetheless, you know, Sound of the Sharks look good. All right, they look good. They looked good. They were in that game. They really were. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got really nothing else for y'all tonight. I really, um, again, you know, it's pretty late. Just got back home. Well, I mean, I've been home for a minute, obviously, throughout, throughout this whole show for 40 minutes. But, uh, 
I was excited, man. It was an awesome atmosphere. It was pretty chill. Um, looking forward to a Saturday night. It's just, you know, unfortunately, again, it's just one of those things where, you know, um, every, everyone, everyone looked good. The physicality was there. The shots on goal were in favor of Vegas, but it didn't seem to matter throughout the whole game um, up until, you know, that second period, early third period. So, Hopefully the Sharks will find a way to clean that up. We'll see if um, there's any line changes into this next game. We'll see if LeBanc could get himself in a lineup. That'll be great. That's the other thing too. You know they had Kevin LeBanc on the um, what used to be the interactive locker room. So for those of you who visited the tank before, they have these like touch screens in the Shark Tank, and you are able to touch uh, the jersey of a player, and it'll show you stats and highlights and video. How are you going to have Kevin LeBanc on that video screen and not have him in the game? It is what it is. Um, I really hope that he finds himself back in the lineup ASAP because, um, you know, who knows, maybe he could have been a difference maker. Uh, Vlasic looked pretty solid. Uh, there was a scary moment there. There was a scary moment for sharks, um, an injury. And there was a very scary moment for Vegas too. I mean, that was insane. I, I'm not, I'm not sure who it is. And let me double check here, but, uh, woo, we, uh, right before that game ended a, a blast, uh, a slap shot straight to um Vegas players freaking um dome bleeding all over the ice so um it, it it was the rivalry it lived up to it um that was a self-inflicted uh wound well not self-inflicted but the team you know a Vegas player shot the puck and then um you know it just happened to catch his teammate under the visor um still you know to this day i still i mean i know the professional hockey players but i still don't understand why they they shy away from wearing cages it just makes sense or or maybe the ncaa way right like uh the college way where you have like you know the visor and like kind of like the half shield right but um i mean what's it gonna take right i mean i i don't, I don't see it as being like amateurish or whatever I, I think if if people were to wear a cage, it would probably look pretty dope. Um, so I believe it was Pete Petriangelo. I, I know I'm murdering that name. Pardon me. The hours get into me. Uh, but yeah, he got a, a puck to the face before the end of the game. Very scary moment. And then um, let let me see. I don't know if it was Granlin. I think it was Granlin or was it Ruda? But um very scary moment for Sharks fans there too. Like it looked like Ethan Duclair laid out a um, a golden night, and they just kind of landed on him underneath. But it is what it is. All right, so that's about much time as I want to spend talking about this L. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody who's uh, chiming in this very late night edition of Shark City Unfiltered, and thank you uh, to everyone who's been um, you know subscribing. Uh, don't forget to like this show, whether you're on Facebook or you're enjoying it on X or enjoying it on YouTube, give us a like. Don't forget to subscribe. I, I see that a lot of you are watching it. And, uh, you know, don't be shy. Don't be in stealth mode like the jersey that's behind my uh, avatar right here. Join the party. Help support Shark City Hockey. You can do it free in three ways. Liking and sharing our content. Rating this show on your favorite audio uh, platform. And, of course, subscribing to our YouTube channel. Oh, and our social media channels uh, at Shark City Hockey across the board on X, Facebook, um, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, for for more relatable Sharks fan content, trust me, you want to follow Shark City Hockey. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much 
going to wrap up this show. Hopefully, when we get together on Saturday night, it'll be an after party, not the aftermath. And, uh, you know, I'll probably get together. We'll see. We'll probably drop a stream if I have time tomorrow to kind of just show you some of the videos and some of the sights and scenes, um, you know, some of the sights and sounds from opening nights. Because I'm telling you, man, the atmosphere was awesome. I really hope everyone shows up again on Saturday night. Let this game not deter you, uh, deter you or um, discourage you, pardon me, from, you know, attending these games. The sound of these sharks are going to be competitive. And as a matter of fact, like I said, they were in this game. It was just that four to five minutes where we just kind of like lost the game. And that really started with that power play. I'm telling you, I only seen one defender on the ice during that power play. And during that freaking second power play, we could have definitely used two. That's all I'm getting at. Anyways, y'all have a great rest of your night. Thank you very much for joining me here on a very quick impromptu aftermath show. Uh, San Jose Sharks lost the first game of the 2023-24 season to the defending cup champs, the Vegas Golden Knights, a score of 4-1. to one. Our only goal scored was by newcomer Shark Philip Zadina, assisted by Tomas Hurdle and Henry Thrun. So um, San Jose Sharks will be facing off against the Colorado Avalanche for Los Tiburones night on uh, Saturday, this Saturday, the uh, 5th. hockey mask some of you ask why the mask why not a jersey i understand i feel the same way some of you said how am i going to use this mask year-round well hey halloween's coming up get creative <laughs> all right everybody y'all have a great rest of your night i'm aaron james signing off